0: podcast is part of the sports social podcast network hello hello here we go
1: it's the copy podcast what is happening everyone welcome back to the copy podcast it is mick and christian once again to do uh I mean, we've already done the Leeds preview, so I suppose it's because that was quite a while ago, we thought we'd do like another added layer on top of that since Klopp's press conference has happened as well, and then just talk, I suppose, a little bit about um, the stuff that we both love very dearly, the uh, transfer, transfer transfer news. <laughs> Yay! But uh, Before we get into <laughs> the juicy, lovely stuff, how are we doing, lad?
0: Good. Uh, it's uh, starting to get more of a spring feeling in Sweden, like the sun is out, it's getting warmer little bit greener as well so yeah that feeling is always great when all the darkness from the winter and the early uh early spring is gone uh when you were here like a couple of weeks ago it was snow and really cold uh the last couple yep. of days been warm and nice and you can just walk out with your like a uh, thinner jacket and you know just get the sun in your face it's brilliant so yeah i'm, I'm good really
1: good how are you yeah sound i'm um it's not it's not it's not nice here but it's like it's not cold I think that's the thing it's not cold so exactly. it's like I'm I'm alright I think you probably can't go out with a t-shirt on you could yesterday yesterday was decent but um, just drinking, just drinking Yazoo's like little chocolate milkshakes. Like you wouldn't be doing that in the winter, would you? So I'm, a, I'm a, <laughs> just want to give Chocolate Yazoo a shout if if anyone's listening from Chocolate Yazoo and you want to send me a few bottles, then. On. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that's uh, but when yeah. you should
0: be drinking a beer. It's like I'm just drinking this. If you want to send me a few,
1: <laughs> <laughs> imagine. I'm yeah, just drinking a Moretti at fucking midday. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we, we we discussed like on the last on the last show like. The Arsenal game, and we've done quite a obviously, there was a, a lot of stuff that happened in that game, so that took us quite a lot a big chunk of um of time to talk about all of the decisions, referees, goals, penalties, um, missed chances <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> seemed to have everything in that game. But we didn't discuss, um, like the Arsenal fans and the way that they observed the minute silence and stuff. Obviously, it was the anniversary of, of Hillsborough 34 years. Um, which comes round, and it's always a difficult weekend. Obviously, it's always observed in the in the best possible way, as good as it can by 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 us and Liverpool fans and everyone. But sometimes it's not the best by the opposition. But I think Klopp saying in his press conference that Arsenal observed the the best he's ever seen. Um, I think that's. I think it's a, it's a nice thing. I, I don't think it's something that we should be like. I mean, giving them plaudits for it, it seems a bit mad because every club should be doing that, really. That's yeah. just the way it should be because it's such a tragic thing that people have gone through and are still going through um, in terms of family members or people that they know and whatever. Mm. And obviously, the stuff that happens on terraces, like the chanting and stuff, uh, the fact that they did observe it in such a good way was, was nice, wasn't it? So, I mean, we, I suppose we, have, to give, we have to give credit to, to, to the Arsenal fans for that as well.
0: Yeah, they, you know, like you said, they they shouldn't be, like, they shouldn't have to be applauded for it because it just should just be something that everyone, uh, every fan base uh, should know that they should do uh, at that moment. But at the same time, we know they're unfortunately idiots in every fan base. That's, you know, that's the thing. And people who won't respect those kind of um, moments. Uh, But at the same time, uh, I think it's, you know, it's good to give them credit for it because. You know, it, it gives you the, the feeling that there is people that do understand the the the, the you know how, how big it is and how important it is, and for everyone in Liverpool and who was affected by the tragedy of Hillsborough as well. You know, to, to just respect everyone that was affected and you know obviously uh, died, and not everyone that has been fighting since. Uh, it's just one of them things that you know that. Um, it's gonna come around every year, but to actually, I, I watched obviously on on TV, and I was uh, myself sitting there, you know, for my minute silence, just thinking when it was just like dead silence at the ground. It was, it was, it gave me like goosebumps because I, like Klopp said, I never heard, <laughs> if, if <laughs> I never witnessed and feel that silence. To be honest, it was something yeah. really, really um, big about it. So. Yeah, credit to them and, you know, for for that weekend, for all Liverpool fans as well, to being such an important weekend in many senses. Uh, it was great to see. And I, I think there was many, many nice things on like Twitter as well from different clubs and stuff, obviously putting out their thoughts uh, for the 97 and their families and everyone affected. So that was nice to see as well. But unfortunately, there's always dickheads around as well. But we, we will never be able to get everyone to understand uh, the whole no. thing.
1: No, I think that's. The, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's spreading the word as much as you can and stuff. And obviously, there's been a good video that uh, BBC um, Sport posted about like some interviews with people that have got gone through it and stuff. And of course, you get people from other fans quote tweeting these faceless Twitter accounts, and you just like oh, yeah. it's. Um, and then there's people who like who are not faceless, and you just like not that it's any any better or worse, but it's just like. I can't understand why you think it's okay to be to talk about something like that. You've obviously got no idea about any of it that you think you can talk about it. I just find it absolutely it's absolutely baffling. Um, but yeah, yeah. credit to, credit to Arsenal. And it was a uh, it was perfectly observed. So it was that that was obviously very nice of them as well. Um, but yeah, the Reds. Let's talk about the let's talk about the Reds before we get into into transfer stuff because um obviously the weekend games um there was some some interesting especially yesterday uh West Ham coming back against the uh, Arsenal Arsenal went to went two up twice 2-0 up twice consecutively and, and, and dropped points basically yeah which is um for the title i mean if city win the next game they're only a point off which is we know how that feels. It's funny because, like, all yeah. you can see all the Arsenal fans on Twitter, and they're like, "Oh, how have the Liverpool fans put up with this for this many years?" It's so annoying; they never go away. It's like exactly. It's like it's, like, it's that James that James Franco gif where he's got like the new isn't there, and he's like, first first time here." It's like uh, first time <laughs> for you. It's like we've we've lived this for years, so uh, it's not nice for someone else to feel it, but it's like you can you can sympathise or empathise with them a little bit because you'd be like, well, it's so difficult. You if you drop a point, you know City you're gonna win. So you're like you're gonna you're gonna be gained on by two more points if you drop if you draw. That's just that's just the nature and that's just how good they are. We won't get into like how they're so good, but um yeah that was an interesting one. I was hoping Forrest were gonna do a little bit of bit of work on United but unfortunately they didn't. But um Spurs getting beat by Bournemouth um Everton getting beat, of course, that was nice. Brighton beat uh, Chelsea. There was some, there was some good results to be fair. Newcastle getting beat by Villa as well. So, in terms of the table, and I say this every time, but um, if we win tonight, we go on to forty-seven points, and we're only nine points off fourth, which, in the grand scheme of things, isn't that bad <laughs> considering uh, the way the the way the season's gone, is it?
0: No, you know, that's the thing. We we try to summarize the season now uh like soonish, obviously, because we've still got games to go. But when I look at it, it hasn't been a good season for us. But at the same time, the level this season hasn't been as good as it's been like the last couple of years when City and Us has actually actually fighting it out for the whole season until the last day of the of the season with like one point that we when we lost it, like you said as well. In the you mentioned Arsenal fans on Twitter going. Nuts about, you know, oh, this is so hard, you know, the pressure and all that. We might just lose it now or whatever. When if, if City wins the next game and just one point behind, like you mentioned, but that's like said, it's like, yeah, that that's what it is. And, and now I see Arsenal fans as well, like, all oh, these are cheats. Like, yes, we know, uh, everyone knows, but. You know, exactly. no one wants to. No <laughs> one wants to call them out before because they, everyone's been happy as long as Liverpool hasn't won the league. When we actually, you know, lost it twice with with one point and stuff like that, they haven't been like, "Oh, no one cares about it anyway." It's better if Liverpool doesn't win. Uh, but now they're doing it themselves, like saying the same thing, like, "Oh, they are cheats." You know, oh, this is how, I don't know how Liverpool fans can have done this for so long. It's like, welcome to the club. This is how it feels. And it was the same when I saw some. Uh, Man United tweets of people I don't know uh, on Twitter supporting Man United like all oh, these injuries, it never stops. Like,
1: <laughs> welcome to the club, <laughs> injuries, yeah, yeah. Ma- yeah. Martinez and Varanga and you like first time, mate, yeah, yeah. Van- try, try Van Dijk, Gomez and Matip
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly, and then play Hendo and uh, Nat Phillips at center back, yeah. So, th- yeah, so well, you know, uh, but looking at it now, and you know, with the games that were during the weekend, and we playing tonight, obviously, um against Leeds away I still don't think that we will make uh, you know the fourth spot, spot but it gives more of an excitement to see that the results went our way if we can do the business tonight so it gives yeah. something more for the you know the the games to come if we can do business tonight I'm really looking forward to what, what's next because you, you never know in football that's the thing like you, you think that some teams Gonna win all the time, but you know some some like Tottenham, you know, slip up for uh, at Bournemouth, and you have got Newcastle losing as well. So things can happen, and you know you should never never give up. Just do your own business until the the end of the season, and we we know we then see where we end up.
1: Yeah, I mean it is the hope that kills you, though, isn't it like yeah. But... I do this I do this every week. I'm breaking down like the points and whatever. I've been <laughs> doing that all season, and we have our away form is absolutely shocking. So but, I mean, I'm not at this of... very.
0: But yeah, but at this very moment now we are still kind of, you know, already come to terms with we're going to lose out on Champions League. I don't yeah, really yeah. have any hopes so at this time. I just feel like maybe the pressure is, you know, gone for fans and even the players. And we will see what happens when we don't have have it more to play for, but we still do. But we don't have the thoughts of it. So yeah, it might yeah. help, and we'll see what happens. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not that. I, I, I d th- I shouldn't say I'm not bothered anymore, but it's <laughs> it's been a roller for so long. So I just want us to end the season in the best way now. That's like yeah. my goal see what happens. And then we can have a rebuild unit summer and we can go again next season. And you know, that, that's the thing. You just want it to end now, but in the best way.
1: Yeah, pressure. I mean, like I think I mentioned on the last show, like pressure's like there's no pressure at all. Like obviously we want Liverpool to win games and they'll want to win games, but in terms of like the like previous weeks where we've got loads more games left they're like oh we need to win this there's pressure on this one we need to get the three points and it's like well if you get it tonight then fine and then just build on it like there's there's nine games left and five of them are at home and we know Liverpool at home are, are pretty decent we've got Forrest we've got three in a row with Spurs Fulham and Brentford and then we've got Villa second of second to last game before uh, the last game of the season so some good games that we can pick up points it's just the away form uh but i think we if we quietly go about our business we can hopefully start to pick up a few uh but you mentioned there about <laughs> end of the waiting for the end of the season and going for the rebuild and stuff i suppose we we can talk about uh transfer news um with yeah bellingham the ending of interest or the ending of the world if you spend <laughs> your time on twitter because um yeah, It went a bit mental, didn't it, with people just absolutely going berserk, which, I mean, when stuff like that happens, I'm always like, well, they're all breaking at the same time. Like, they've obviously been briefed to, to say what's going on. Is that the case or is it a tactic? And then Klopp does his press conference and he kind of says, like, he says, like, this isn't about Bellingham, but you can't have the players that are that expensive. You can't sign... He said something like, "You can't sign six one hundred million players or something like that." And obviously, he was he was talking about Bellingham. So he, he kind of confirmed it in the press conference that we've got a budget set by the owners, and he has to work in those within those means. That's just that's just the way it is. Obviously, we can talk about the owners, fucking, for about three hours and talk about why we need more investment, why we need this, why we need that. But at the moment, all we can do, all Klopp can do is work within the confines of what, he, what he's what he got. If the budget's 150 or, I don't know, 200, 250 or whatever, I suppose the thinking is don't go for Bellingham because he's going to take up 75% of that or 50% of that. Go for the likes of, I mean, we've been linked with Graven Birch who um, posted a tweet this morning like because I spoke to him when we had Zenden on the show. I mentioned him because we were linked with him back then as well. And obviously, there's the Dutch connection, and he was talking about like how he's a decent player. Like, and what basically what we were saying before we started recording about like just because he goes to Bayern and doesn't play doesn't mean he's a bad player. It just means they're having issues with like players. Obviously, Mane, Mane, and Sane having having Royal Rumbles in the dressing room, changing of managers, um, not been there too long. He's still a kid. There's players that can come in and obviously Klopp, we know how good Klopp is in terms of you mentioned Ferraris in the press conference, but he can bring in I don't know, let's think of a like a basic car. He can turn those players, we've seen that before, into Ferraris with the likes of I'll <laughs> I do not even have to mention the names, like all the players that we've signed basically, they've got a load better because of the system we have in place with Klopp and, and, and the coaching staff. But um what are you th- what are your thoughts on the on the Bellingham stuff first?
0: You know, I, I don't have to say that we all want Jude Bellingham in Liverpool because he's a like people say generational talent. Only 19, turning 20 this summer. You know, he could have 10, 15 years in Liverpool from a midfield role, and you know, be captain, win, win it all, and stuff. And we know that he could uh, provide us with loads of world-class quality going forward. He would still develop as a player because he's only that young. But at the same time, I'm I'm death in with the uh, um, Transfer tactics, if you like, because I do understand if you have a budget set that you can use, you can't just splash it on one play and think that that's going to help the whole team because as we've seen this season, hopefully... All the players that's been really out of form this season won't be next season. It will be, you know, something new and, you know, there everyone goes again. And, we, you know, uh, players like Fabinho, if he's still in the club, you know, comes back to his former self because he's been one of the world's, you know, best players in that position and all that kind of stuff. So I totally understand uh, how we are thinking if we can get like two or three midfielders for the same kind of money as one Bellingham. And like you said, there might be players like uh, Gravenberch in... Munich that hasn't played that well but if he comes to us he's only 20 and if we can get him for like it's rumored about 25 million pounds you know it's a no brainer because like you said Klopp takes him makes him you know come into the system makes him play he's 20 years old he got time to develop and he's a he is a talent because we saw him in Ajax playing really well if we can have him we we fix you know positions in midfield for you know 5 10 15 years if we want to keep him and everything goes right if we bring in for example, Mason Mount or McAllister that we've been rumored, you know, one uh, thing as well, or someone else in that category, Klopp can turn them into, you know, from from great or good good or great players into world class players because we've seen it before, and they got the potential as well. And sometimes you look at McAllister for an example, being a World Cup winner with Argentina, which is brilliant. But you know, he's plays for Brighton without. You know any disrespect uh, against them because they've been brilliant in season and you know they are really really good yeah. playing good football. But at the same time, if a player like him comes to Liverpool, where you still have to look at player to player, and you see that you know every single player actually are better individuals than in Brighton because that's that's a fact. But it doesn't mean like the team has been as good if you look and if you Definitely train with not those this year. <laughs> exactly. But if you train with players that are better than. The, the environment he has in Brighton. I don't say the environment as a club, but I'm talking now if you compete with players that are better than the one that you are training with at the moment and you train with players at Liverpool going forward, you will certainly get a better player yourself. And he's already he's already great. So that's the thing. And he's a great, uh, perfect uh, age as well. I think he's 24, 25, something like that. Mountain so, yeah. Mountain
1: Mount, we... Mount uh, Mount McAllister are both 24. So you can see like... You can see like the bracket because if they come in 24, they've got then like exactly what you'd like to think four years at the like peak, I suppose. Exactly, from and,
0: and if you get Ryan Gravenberch and he's 20, and then you've got Bacetic, Elliot, you can have still Hando, Thiago, uh, Fabinho to be able to... We might sell someone, I don't know, but you can still offload in different games. You can change stuff, and you have the young, young, younger midfielders who can come in and develop and, and create something new with more energy and more power. So I'm totally into it. It just needs to be, obviously, the right player, which is hard to say. Uh, who Klopp wants and what they aim for, but if they go for like two or three of them uh, and someone else, you know, I, I I'd be happy and maybe we could go for Bellingham next season because if he stays in Dortmund and it's been rumored that he he wants to stay in Dortmund to just be able to obviously play Champions League, he's the. He's a, he's a leader and a leader figure in the in the club. And he's one of their star and main men uh, on the pitch. Uh, he, he knows the environment. He feels very home uh, in Dortmund. So it's like it was said in rumours, if he... Rather just stay there instead of push to a towards a transfer to a club where he might not want to be. He might just think like I'm I'm still very young. I'd rather just stay here and wait. And if it's actually Liverpool that he wants to go to, if if that's actually the case, we don't know. He might might be that Liverpool is the only club that I actually want to play for. But if I have to stay in Dortmund for another year, it doesn't do me anything because I like it here. I'm a, I'm a star here. I can develop here. I play in Champions League here. I'm I'm uh, competing for trophies here. Uh, if I can do that for another year, and then. Go to Liverpool in, an, in another negotiable situation with the, like when it comes to transfer fees or whatever, it might be something that we go for next season because we might just buy two midfielders this season and just you know wait for him until the next summer. We, we don't know, but if we go with the buying two or three midfielders with great um, quality and develop um, you know measurements, they can become really really good and better instead of just one Jude Bellingham. Now I'm all in for it.
1: Yeah, I think it's it's mad when you think, because especially nowadays, like you need, especially we need players as well. You factor that in. It's like you need them now, now, now. And Bellingham's like one of them. He's 20. I think he's 20 this year. Um, yeah. So <laughs> he's, got, he's got a long, a long career ahead of him. It's mad to think that. Kai though, for Brighton is older than them, because it just feels like, Bellingham has been around for ages, <laughs> like because he's been around so long. You think he's you think he's older, and obviously he's got that maturity in his game. But if he stays, there, I suppose if he stays there, then it depends what he he wants as well. At the end of the day, at the end, if I mean, we need to be able to afford them as well uh, in in a year's time if that happens. But I just think it's like people getting pissed off because it's like oh we've waited all this time and now we're saying. We can't have him, and it is frustrating. Yeah, I like, understand. I, yeah, I understand that. I was hoping we'd make a like statement and be like, "Bang! Here you go. There's the money. Whatever else, installments, if 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 we have to." Um, yeah. But if that's the decision they've made, there's, there's 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 fuck all we can do about it apart from just trust whatever. Because I would love, like, I mean, we were talking about Brighton just then, like, and and Brighton beat Chelsea, and there was like a little clip going around of like. Caicedo and like just like just little clips of him just tackling and putting his foot in and you're just like yeah. that's Fabinho Brilliant. like Fabinho yeah. like a couple of years ago like just being stuck in like not not the quickest ever I think if Casado was well, way faster than Fabinho but Fabinho was never quick but he'd always get stuck in and make a put a foot in and just to see someone doing that I think if you put him into our midfield instantly we're a better team like in an instant if you put Caicedo yeah. in and you put you've got I don't know like even if you've got Hendo and Thiago on the sides, if you just swap him in for Fabinho, they are much, much better. Obviously, he, st- he still can't do it all on his own, but I think we just become a much better. But I think the price for him as well would be it seems to be in the 100 mil. Obviously, he signed a look like he was going to be joining Arsenal and then he, he, he was going to be get, getting transferred and then he signed a new contract, obviously, with better terms. So it must be to get more money eventually when. <clears throat> when he does sell, but the fact that like these players were we're talking about like Gravenberg twenty twenty, Caicedo twenty one, Bellingham nineteen, McAllister and Mason Mount both twenty four, they're all under twenty five. So they've all got that um ability to come in and, and have the Klopp treatment, if that's the if that's the I suppose that's the right way of saying it. Like come in and have Klopp um mould them and be because obviously we're still playing the same same way we always have, and we haven't got we've said that before. We haven't got this players to play the system, but I think with those ones we've mentioned, they've got that high ability and high stamina levels, energy, creativity, um, ball retention, all those all those things that a midfielder needs in a Klopp system. Pretty much yeah. all of those tick, but I just feel like we might there might be like a little wild card because there's there's always there's always a couple of times where we'll link with all these players and then we just sign this one and then you're like, hmm, that's a, he's a good player but I'm not too sure and then he comes in and he's amazing. I just think there'll be... I don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know who that's going to be, of course, but that, like I think Klopp mentioned in his press conference, there's a list, I think he said there's a list of 12. So we've mentioned, what, they're like five five or six. So there's another there's another five or six that no one knows about. Um, yeah. I imagine those six will be in the list anyway. But, I mean, who do you reckon will be in the, who, who else do you reckon there is? We could... Potentially, get I can't even. Can't I don't think. know. I, I yeah.
0: just lost, you know, track of everything that you read, like and take care <laughs> part of and all that kind of stuff. But you know, I, I I don't know. But it depends on who we're going after and what we think is good business. Because obviously, we got like Ruben Neves, who is like quite cheap because his contract runs out. I think next year he might be, you know, someone that I like him and I know Klopp likes him and he's still very young. I th- oh, very young, but he's like 25, 26 maybe. I don't know something yeah. like that because he's been he's been around for ages as well because he he broke through in Porto when he was like seventeen. And then he played there for a couple of seasons. and went to Wolverhampton, as we know. And he's, you know, what can Klopp make out of a player of him already being good for Wolverhampton? But if he comes into another environment with better players and with Klopp as manager, you know, you don't know what kind of levels players like that can take. Um, I, I, I'm not, I'm not too sure about Telemans, obviously in Leicester, because he's quite injury prone and he's not as quick. But he's also a player yeah. that you don't know who can, you know, take levels playing in a team like Liverpool with better players and Klopp. So there's options where they might look at, okay. This player, it's perfect, you know, replacement for say Thiago next season because Thiago's contract wouldn't probably run out without without an extension, I imagine, because he's getting old. He's quite injury prone, and at the end of the day, probably have a uh, lots of money, you know, going into his bank account every week. So they might just see that this. Like younger player might be a good replacement for him in the long term or Henderson in the long term. So we don't, we don't know what they're looking at. And I I understand, you know, people are frustrated with the Jude Bellingham thing. I was too in one way because we've been waiting and waiting and then it just be like, oh, he's too expensive. And everyone's like, yeah, we, we, everyone knew that, though. It's not, a you know, nothing new. At the same time, no one could predict that liverpool and the liverpool midfield would go from you know be uh, you know competing uh, you know for the quadruple last season to be this shit this season no one could have predicted that so they were might thinking that you know this summer they were just going for bellingham and someone else for example but they just realised that we need more players. Because, more. <laughs> and that's probably why also they just realised that we, we we just wait for Bellingham another year or if it goes somewhere else, that'd be it. But we need to, you know, rebuild more positions. So I totally understand it because no, the thing is, if we were as good as last season, this season, competing for all the titles, being, you know, in the Champions League still playing, uh, uh, you know, competing with City for the title at the top of Premier League, no one would be complaining now, and then we could just be like, "Yeah, everyone's great," and we just, yeah, yeah, let's get Bellingham. You know, he's a great addition, and he will become like the new Steven Gerrard. And and fabinho has been great, and Henderson can still do it. Blah, blah, blah. Everyone would be positive, but because everyone been you know out of form and we had injuries and problems, everyone's just saying, "No, we need obviously Bellingham. We want him." But we, we everyone says, well, "We need like three, four midfielders." Yeah, but it's not possible to buy. Like Klopp said, you can't buy like £600 million players because it doesn't work in that way. It might do it in City, but we don't want to be them like cheating bastards. Uh, So I I totally understand the business side of it and, you know, how they are looking at it and probably what they want to do. And if we can get the place we were talking about or, you know, because I totally trust Klopp and his staff in, you know, bringing the right ones in. I'll be very happy because then we just turned an oldest midfield into a really young midfield that can compete for ages and we can still keep players like Thiago, Hando, Fabinho if you want to. And the thing is, Fabinho is only 29. If we don't offload him now for money, Everyone would think that, well, he might have just have one season off, which all players can have. He might just be back his old self next season, and then he will still be one of the best in the world in his position. So we we can't just think because he had one bad season that he's never going to be good again. If it turns out to be the same next season, yeah, that's another different story then. But we, we can't just, you know as soon as someone is bad, like get rid of him, get rid of him because it doesn't work like that. You know, people are having, you know, great moments and periods of times in a career and then they have a dip and everyone has it. So, you know, in the end of the day, when people just go nuts about the Bellingham things and just writing, you know, about Klopp being a twat and FSG being cunts and blah, blah, blah. I just can't take them serious, mate. And especially when they do moan and write about it on the 15th of April. When they do that, oh, they can no. fuck off.
1: Enough. They're not real fans, are they? The ones to do that. Exactly. So. I, I, I was really yeah. angry
0: and ashamed in one way. So, you know, when I saw loads of good people just putting out, you know, respectful tweets about the anniversary of Hillsborough, being, you know, uh, sending love and thoughts to everyone that was affected. And then you had the normal fucking idiots that was tweeting <laughs> about FSG out, this and that. It? It's exactly, an easy block. But, for but me, I, I, I don't understand like. how you work as a human being if you're a Liverpool supporter. On that day, that's the only thing that matters. What, wherever you come from, whatever age you're in, you should understand what that means to Liverpool Football Club, um, you know, and the city without any other things coming into it. So if you don't get that, then you shouldn't support Liverpool, in my opinion. You can just go, you know, support someone else because that's bigger than any any football game, any transfer, yeah, yeah. anything else. So
1: but they they yeah. know that they're just probably just doing it to get reaction. As as we always say, negativity is what. Yeah, I know, we'd but it. but it just
0: baffles me that you want to be one of them pe- Persons like if that you want to come across like an idiot. That's that's so
1: weird. That's I would. That's you, Twitter though, isn't it? People yeah, know, people but, love being idiots. Weird. They post videos yeah. and be like, oh yeah, I'm fuming about this. It's like well. You're not, that's not really you, um, but let's not talk about Twitter, lad because we oh, do yeah. it every oh, single time. I just, I just got I'm just angry think. again
0: when I, it came up in my mind. I Got angry <laughs> thinking too, about idiots yeah, tweeting too about fucking shield Too much FHL. to talk about. Yeah, too much. About.
1: <laughs> too much. Um, but I've just saw Mil- Melissa Reddy's posted something on um, Sky Sports about Gravenberch as, as is apparently enthusiastic over Anfield move after strong Liverpool pitch. Who wouldn't? Um, yeah, what'd you say, sorry? <laughs> Who wouldn't? <laughs> yeah, and it's just, yeah, kind of, I mean, one name we didn't speak about was Nic- Nicolo Barella. Uh, I mean, he's just turned 26, so like I mentioned, like, players uh, under 25. It doesn't mean we're not going to, obviously, sign not him. Not too keen
0: on Italian players, though, for some reason.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I, I've, I haven't seen enough of him, to be fair. Like, I've seen bits of Gravenberch, obviously, when we've played them and stuff, and b- bits of Bayern. Yeah. Not seen as much of um of him. Um but we'll let to leave the transfer slash Twitter news for we should just do like a transfer Twitter news one one a week and you can I'll just give you the floor and you can just talk about all the stuff that does your reading because you follow yeah. our beds on Twitter.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually unfollow a few. I, I I had loads of, you know, um what do you call patience with, with them because I, I still like to take care of, of why they are being idiots and, you know, see what they wrote. But when that happened during the weekend on obviously their anniversary, as I said, I just like, nah, and on un- unfollowed un- because then I couldn't have it anymore because then it's I nice used to thought, like, yeah, but that's when I felt like now it's actually, you know, you reach the level of being the worst idiots like there can ever
1: be. Like, you- you've got more you- patience than me, definitely. Because I-, I would just be yeah. like, right, if you're doing that, then even I just I just, I've got, you should see my block list. It's just like... <laughs> That. Hundreds, then, hundreds yeah. and hundreds.
0: I'm just not yeah. one of them persons who just block and block. I'm I, I, I I'm very much for the freedom of speech and taking care of other people's opinions and try to understand them and have discussions. But when it comes to just being a fucking idiot, writing on, on, on the 15th of April and about being you know, a cunt,
1: and all that. no, that's the thing. Then I'm just like, nah, I'm out. You can have discussions on Twitter with people who are like-minded, but when it's people like that, it's like, well, I'm wasting my time. and wasting your yeah, yeah. time discussing something yeah. that you're never going to change your mind on. So it's like, pointless. Um, <laughs> All right, move on. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll, we'll, well, that's probably it, really, to be fair, because we, we've done half an hour. We've, we've, we've talked about transfers. Transfers, Twitter and Swats. That's probably the title of the show, then. Transfer, Twitter. and
0: <laughs> Yeah, looking forward to Leeds tonight.
1: <laughs> yeah, tonight's going to be good. Uh, we discussed, like, who's going to play and whatever, but I feel like with what we said last time is pretty, pretty much the... The team, Diaz, will be on the bench. I think it would be Nunes coming in for Jota and Thiago in for Jones after the Klopp's press conference. He was talking about like Thiago's in good shape and whatever. So I wouldn't be... I mean, I'd be shocked unless... Because obviously, I mean, yeah, he did say about Canate actually, saying he missed some sessions and uh, Alisson was training on his own. But that was a couple of days ago. So hopefully since then they've trained at least once with the rest of the team so fingers crossed that they're both um good to go because know we know how key canata is if Kanate's is not playing especially away from home liverpool are a much worse team unfortunately without them so and allison obviously would be would be a lot way lower down the league without them so we we need them in the team as well to be to save us when if something goes wrong um hopefully yeah. not but it's, yeah it's it's I'm actually looking for. It, this happens every time. Like, I'm not. I'm never looking forward to the games, and then the day comes around, and I'm like, I'm actually looking forward to it now to um, to see what happens, like to see what Liverpool turns up. Is it going to be same old? Like, I haven't I haven't, I haven't won an away game for ages, uh, or is it going to be second half against Arsenal? I reckon the first one, but we can live in hope. But the hope kills you, lad. The hope kills you, do <laughs>
0: Yeah, but I'm I'm looking forward to it as well. I, I you know, I'm, during the weekend now, I've. I've had my eldest daughter here, so I've been able to, you know, focus on on her and doing things with her family uh, instead of football, obviously, because it's been games. But it, Liverpool didn't play, so I'm I'm kind of just trying to not think of football when I when I had her here and just try to do, you know, things with her. Uh, and then now, when the Monday comes around and it's back to normal, then I just be like, oh, nice, Liverpool plays tonight, so I'm I'm really forward to it because you tend to obviously during the weekend if it's a game, you give it a focus because you can't you can't turn it off. So I just feel like yeah, Monday night, not too bad. Uh, leads away might be tough, but let's just go there and do Roy Hodgson tactics and we win five 0 Fucking <laughs> hell!
1: Roy Hodgson tactics. <laughs> I saw like a um, I mean, we've talked about like a back three before, and there's people um on Twitter, not the nobbed, <laughs> like some 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 like actual sane people talking about like a back three would be because that's kind of what we've been doing um like Fabinho has been dropping into the gap you've got Van Dyke over on the left and you've got Canate over on the right and then you've got Trent like dropping in um into gaps and stuff so I mean if it it happens I I suppose it's good to clop onto the element of surprise as well because if he goes like if he does go like Canate Gomez and Van Dyke, it's like it's it's very clear that that's a back three and teams can I don't know adapt to that but I suppose if you've if you have like a Fabinho dropping into that gap and it's a makeshift back three with the rest of the, everyone legging it around everywhere else, trying to put a tackle in and uh, close the spaces down like we want to see, then it's a bit more unpredictable. But um let's hope Liverpool can go and can go and do it. Like I said, that we're not we're not that far off. We just need to be pressure off, just go and win. I'm not expecting a win. No, I don't think anyone's expecting a win. But if we do win, then we can quietly make our way up the league, and we'll we'll just have to see what happens with the. Like I said, like a lot of home games as well, so we can hopefully make up quite a few points yeah. consecutively there. Especially when you come over for the Brentford, and um, yeah, only two weeks game.
0: to go. Only two weeks to go. Um That's the thing; like it's gonna just go quick. I've got you know things to do, work things, plan things, but then obviously then flying over on a Tuesday. Uh, Yeah, I'm going on the Monday, I think, and just obviously, like I mentioned, staying over there at the airport to fly early on the Tuesday, but then I've got five or six nights in in Liverpool um, watching the Fulham and Brentford games with you. So, yeah, looking forward to that because if we can win tonight, then obviously we have a, a few other games before that, but then... It would be nice, even if you know my focus is obviously coming over to hang out with you and mates and go pub, have a few pints, and go footy. But it's nice if it's a little bit of an excitement in the ground as well. If we can win tonight and and get some uh, few more points before I come over, I'm, I'm I, I would be glad, obviously. But I always want Liverpool to win. So it really doesn't matter. You just win. That's the thing. But it's always nice when you're over to have a little bit of an excitement
1: just win the pints taste nicer i mean they still taste nice anyway yeah
0: they always do that it helps when we lose like oh
1: it, fuck yeah well yeah, the it pint. depends on your heart it tastes <laughs> taste nicer if you win like you're a bit more in a celebratory mood but yeah if you, you lose more, you drink you drink them quicker
0: <laughs> yeah you're, you're more up for a party if you win that's the thing you're more up for you staying out a little bit longer <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah. So, world and all that. Um, right, let's get let's get out of here, like because we're gonna. <laughs> we've, co- we've covered every topic in the world on this show. Um, but yeah, nice one, everyone, as usual for listening. We do appreciate everyone listening and the support from wherever you are in the world. Uh, up the Reds. That's what we can do it tonight. Nice one again as well to Christian for jumping on. And yeah, we'll be back. Um, a couple of days, hopefully, to talk about Liverpool doing the business away from home finally <laughs> nice one everyone we'll see you soon Ta-ra. sports social podcast network